guys, welcome back to It's a Theater Thing, the podcast made for and by theater fans. I'm Tracy Danoff, and we're doing a special episode this week because it's Tony time. So I have some very special guests with me. As usual, I have Aaron Carl. Hey, Aaron. Well, hello there. Hey, and we are welcoming back a very special guest, Sammy DeSocio. Welcome back, Sammy. Thank you. So you may remember Sammy from our Tony nomination prediction episode. We didn't do too badly on those nominations, did we? I'm sad Nathan Lane didn't get nominated, girls. Oh, really? Didn't even get a small nomination this year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was actually pretty surprised by that. I thought he was a shoo-in for a nomination. So did I. And then when his name didn't come up, I'm like, wait, but he's on Broadway. Isn't that kind of Nathan Lane shows up, we give him an award? Like, <laughs> like Brian Cranston at the Emmys. He just sneezes and it happens. Right? right. Brian Cranston, he doesn't even have to be nominated for anything. They just hand him the Emmy as he walks in the door. Exactly. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> well, You know, there were some surprises, and there were some that I think we pretty much called. So Mm -hmm. this episode, we're going to actually go through the nominations and make our predictions as far as who's going to win. And we're just going to go through uh, some of the main categories. We're not going to hit every category because we just don't have that much time. Um, but (laughs) unfortunately, but but we are going to hit all the big ones. So Uh let's start out with best performance by an actress in a featured role in a play. The nominees are Finola Flanagan for The Ferryman, Celia Keenan-Bolger to Kill a Mockingbird, Christine Nielsen, Gary, Julie White, Gary, and Ruth Wilson, King Lear. So, Sammy, I'm going to start with you. Who do you think has it in the bag? I think Celia keenan Bolger is going to win this one. I mean, that's uh, Scout is such a hard role to take on. You know, you have to be in a certain headspace for, like, almost three hours. Um, and this is very different from what audiences have seen her do before. But I think that, you know, her performance is surprising enough that that'll earn her the Tony. And, Aaron, what do you think? I have to agree. Yeah, I think so. Cecile's going to take it. Um, that was the play that I saw on Broadway this season, and <laughs> I left stunned and amazed. Well, I guess, you know, it's three for three because I also think Celia's going to win. I think she's an amazing actress, and she is due. So I think it's going to be her year. So the next category is Best Performance by an Actor in a Featured Role in a Play. And the nominees are Bertie Carvel for Inc., Robin de Jesus for The Boys in the Band, Gideon Glick to Kill a Mockingbird, Brandon Uranowitz in Burn This, and Benjamin Walker in All My Sons. All right, Aaron, who do you think is going to win? I think Gideon Glick has this one um again he has a little head start with me because uh that was one of the plays that i actually saw this season but i've heard a lot of good things about robin de jesus and the boys in the band so voters could go that way also okay and sammy what do you think 
I've got to give it to Robin DeJesus. I think that, again, this is an actor that's doing something very, very different. I think the ones that'll, you know, blanket statement, I think the ones that'll, you'll see walk away this year with Tony's are either the actors that are doing something very out of their realm, like Robin DeJesus did with Boys in the Band, or it'll be something that just everybody is flocking to, like Hades Town. But with this one, I think that it's going to be Robin, because that story just touched so many people, and it's so timeless, and it's so, I don't want to say politically sound, but... You know, we're kind of in the same, we're, we're circling the wagon again with, with that kind of theme. I think that he'll walk away with it because from what I heard, again, you know, echoing what Aaron said, from what I heard about Robin, he's doing, he did a fantastic job in it. And he's the only one from the show that's nominated, if I recall. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was thinking how many guys were in that show and he was the only one. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's pretty amazing. Well, I have to say, if I was in charge of the Tonys, it would be a tie. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately I'm not in charge which you know obviously there's something wrong there but I would actually give it to Gideon and Robin I think that they're both fabulous actors and from everything I've heard about uh, Gideon's performance it, I mean I heard that he's just amazing so and again guys because I don't live in New York I haven't been able to see everything but I'm going on the opinions of what I've read and, and friends that have that I trust very much and from what I've seen in their past work so I would give it to both of them but I'm mm-hmm. guessing Gideon's gonna win because I hate to say it but I think think that To Kill a Mockingbird is getting a lot of press and it's still running and in the end the theater is a business <laughs> even though even though those of us who are, who consider ourselves artists don't like to think of it that way <laughs> I, I, I understand that it is a business you know there's something called money that they like to make from these shows. I don't know. You know, wait, I've been lied to. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a shock, but yeah, you got to fill the seats in order to keep the gas lights running. Right. And also to kill a mockingbird is going to be going on tour. So I think it's good press. So I do think that Gideon is going to win. Okay. So, I'm sorry. Uh, you sound so sad, Sammy. <laughs> I just have always, I've had a soft spot in my heart for Robin since I saw him doing the heist. So, uh, I've been, like, waiting to hear his name for anything <laughs> since 2009. Oh, trust me. I have a lot of love for him, too. I do. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm not in charge of things. You know, as much as I would like to be. So we know, we don't know. We don't know how it's going to turn out. So, (laughs) okay, next category. Best performance by an actress in a leading role in a play. Annette Benning for All My Sons. Laura Donnelly, The Ferryman. Elaine May, The Waverly Gallery. Janet McTeer, Bernhard Hamlet. Lori Metcalf, Hillary and Clinton. And Heidi Schreck, what the Constitution means to me. Now, I have to tell you, I think Elaine May has this. She's in her 80s. I have not seen this play only because, I've, as I've explained in earlier episodes, 
the subject matter was a little tough for me. Mm-hmm. But I hear that she's fabulous in this, uh, or she was. Um, the play, unfortunately, is no longer running. But I have noticed, I don't know if you guys have noticed, in the past couple weeks, the press machine has been ramping up Heidi Shrek quite a bit. So she would definitely be a surprise, I think, if she got it. But I'm still standing by Elaine May. I think she's going to get it. So, Sammy, what do you think? I think we have, I think Lori Metcalf. I mean, she's had one heck of a year. I mean, and a, one heck of like, the, I would say the past year and some change between going back to, you know, going from Broadway back to television into a role that she originated 20 plus years ago to abruptly losing her job, getting it back, going back to Broadway. You know, I, I, she, does she know if she's coming or going anymore sometimes? Yeah. Uh, but I think that, you know, this kind of reinstituted her as no, this is my home. I belong on stage. You know, this is what I do. Um, and again, a role that's just so very different for her. You know, we're all used to hearing Lori Metcalf's name and going, oh, you do comedy. You know, she did November years ago with Nathan Lane, and, you know, she's obviously known for Roseanne, um, but this is a very different role in that she gets to step in and be somebody, you know, a bit more serious and somebody that's real. You know, unlike when she did Misery, you know, that's a character that Kathy Bates originated, so how far off the course can you go? Mm-hmm. But with this, this is somebody that's a, very, that's a very real, still alive person, you know, that could give their feedback and things like that. So I think it's going to be her um, because this is just such a challenging role for her. Mm-hmm. Well, and I have to say, she was the best thing about Misery. I mean, really. I, I know that. I know who her scene part <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, we. I know her, who her scene partner was, and I know who studied their lines and who didn't, and <laughs> who needed help and didn't. <laughs> but we won't mention names. <laughs> Not naming names because he's a big, scary-looking dude. But right, <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> okay, so Aaron, what do you think? Uh, I am going to have to agree with uh, possibly Laurie Metcalf, and again, going back with her journey from stage to screen, back to stage, back to screen. Um, this may be kind of a thank you from the Tonys, you know, like, Hey, you did good. Thank you. And from what I've heard, Hillary and Clinton is a really interesting play. So it deserves its due. Uh, I'm also, also kind of, if I could do a tie, Heidi Shrek. Because ah. I've heard good things. I've heard good things about that play also. Yes. And they just announced that is going on tour, which I'm mm-hmm. super excited about. Okay. Yeah. Next category. Best performance by an actor in a leading role in a play. We have Patty Considine in The Ferryman, Brian Cranston, Network, Jeff Daniels, To Kill a Mockingbird, Adam Driver, Burn This, and Jeremy Pope, Choir Boy. So, Sammy, what do you think? Jeff Daniels. Hands down, drop the mic, Jeff Daniels. Because, <laughs> again, that, that's, like, if you take, like, To Kill a Mockingbird in general is such a hard show to play. 
And to play that role, I mean, you have to command the audience the moment you walk on stage. And I think that Jeff Daniels absolutely does that and did that in this role. I mean, again, I haven't, you know, been to New York to see anything in quite some time. I just haven't had the time or the money. But the things that I've seen online, you know, the the official press clips that I've seen, I don't want anybody thinking that I'm watching bootlegs or anything like that. Um, The official press clips that I've seen, the things that I've read, the pictures I've seen, he absolutely does that. And correct me if I'm wrong, is this his Broadway debut? Uh, Jeff Daniels? No. No, it's not? Okay. No. Yes. I thought it was. No, no. I... I, I don't have the name of the play in my mind at the moment, but I know he's done other straight plays. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I just, this is such a difficult, again, this is such a difficult role to walk into. You know, you have so much history at your back when you take it on that I think that he just did a phenomenal job with it. Awesome. Okay, Aaron, I think I know what you're going to say, but go ahead and say it. Uh, yeah, I got to give this one to Jeff Daniels. Um, he does uh, exactly what Sammy was saying. He does take the stage and it is amazing to see him perform Sorkin live because I am such a huge network or sorry, not network newsroom fan from HBO uh, and where Aaron wrote and Jeff was the lead and just to see that live and that that back and forth between the rest of, there's so much chemistry on stage and yes i do i do agree that jeff deserves this tony i also again i think we have a few possible surprises in this uh particular grouping here of nominees uh with Brian Cranston who everybody just seems to love and then Adam, yeah, and then Adam Driver. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I have not seen Burn This, but from what I've heard from uh, friends who have seen it, he's very good. But there's a creepiness factor that's almost hard to get around, <laughs> which, of, co- of course, proves that he's a good actor. <laughs> but, right, right. <laughs> but, but it might throw a few people off i have to agree with you guys i think it's going to be jeff daniels i mean he's just an amazing actor and i think he's got this i'll be very surprised if he doesn't so best direction of a play we have rupert gould inc sam mendez the ferryman bartlett sure to kill a mockingbird ivo van hova network and george c wolf gary so, Aaron, who do you think has this one? Uh, well, again, To Kill a Mockingbird, just the staging and all the technical aspects that are going along, and to be able to put that on every night, I would almost want to have to give it to Bartlett. But I've heard some amazing things about Network, too. Mm-hmm. So I, it, it's kind of a toss-up for me between those two. Okay, and Sammy, what do you think? 
I think George C. Wolf. And here's why I think George C. Wolf, because nobody's going to think George C. Wolf except for a crowd of me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) George C. Wolf years ago directed Caroline or Change. And I know this because I have that show business DVD that they released around the time that followed the four Broadway shows that were all opening at the same time. Um, I I remember remember, that. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. loved I loved watching him work while, while he was doing um, Carolina Change because he he had said something in the interview that they did with him for the DVD that stuck with me. Um, and it's funny because my friend Jack that's with me today has actually been directed by me. Um, and he knows that this is true. He had, there was a quote that Mr. Wolf said that said something to the effect of directing is not about looking at the big picture. It's about looking at the very small, infinite details. It'll take a scene from a scene to a moment. And I think that there are some directors, not saying that these four or five people don't do this, but I know that there are some directors that are really just concerned about how do we get from A to B in one piece. Whereas I know that his process is let's take it apart moment by moment. And I think that no matter what he directs, you see that in his acting. You know, you see that in his actors. You see that in everything that they do because that's what they've been directed to do. And I think that that's a very unique thing for a director to come out and say, to say, I have time to look at the moments with each actor and figure them out. And it's, you know, about fixing the little details of things. And I think that not a lot of directors have the time to do that on a grand scale like this. And I think that it's always great that he does. Well, I have to go with Aaron. And I think that even though I agree that I think George Seawolf is an amazing director and a very detail-oriented director... I think Bartlett has it this year, unless there's a little bit of a backlash. I'm thinking that a, a lot of the, the nominees from To Kill a Mockingbird will win to make up for the fact that they were not nominated for Best Play. And I believe they weren't nominated for Best Play because <laughs> of the backlash we talked about the last time you were on. Yeah. Um, so I I think it, mm-hmm. it could go either way with him. Either people are going to look at him as being part of the system, <laughs> you know, part, even though it was really the producers, but part of the system that prevented other people from performing the play in a different form, of course, but performing To Kill a Mockingbird, or they could look at it and say, okay, we're going to give it to him because it's not getting best play anyway. So, but I I do think he's going to get it. So next is best revival of a play. And the nominees are Arthur Miller's All My Sons, The Boys in the Band, Burn This, Torch Song, and The Waverly Gallery. I really believe the boys in the band will win. I think that it was, and and Sammy, you've mentioned this before, it was the right time to bring this play back. And especially right now in the current climate that we're living in, (laughs) I I think it also sends a message. Um, So I could see that winning. And if that one doesn't get it, I mean, quite possibly Torch Song. Uh, even though Torch Song hasn't gotten a lot of attention because it did close early. But it wouldn't surprise me if it pulled it out. But I think my money is on the boys in the band. 
Um, Sammy, what do you think? Torch Song Trilogy. I say that because I love Harvey Firestein. Anybody that knows me for 10 seconds knows the love I have for this man. Um, (laughs) And I'm too young to have seen the original incarnation where Harvey played Arnold. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've seen the movie that followed not long after with a lot of the same cast. And I watched that movie, and I loved it to pieces. <clears throat> I actually did, in college, I did the opening monologue for an, for a class that I had. That was a very interesting day. Um, <laughs> it was a very, very interesting day. Um, and I was so sad that I was not able to see this incarnation of it, because I'm thinking, you know, this is probably going to be my last chance to see it for a very long time. It's been 25 years since Harvey Firestein mounted this thing on Broadway. You know, and not a lot of community theaters do it. You don't ever see this show getting put up. No. Um, you know, for some reason. You see his other stuff. You see Casa Valentina going up, but you don't see Torsong going up a lot. But I think, again, with the climate of the world being what it is, you know, in Torch Song, Harvey wrote this great monologue where he's screaming at his mother finally, where he says something to the effect of, I've learned to cook, sew, pl- uh, do plumbing, and if I have to, I can even pat my own self on the back so that nobody else has to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that came across as very, very powerful back then, even more so today. Yeah. You know, because it still echoes the same sentiment of, I don't need anybody to validate me which is essentially what he was saying in that. Um, and I think that that still carries true even to today, even, you know, if you really want to go topical, it's like the, isn't it like the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall riots? It like, is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. This, this category alone, the other shows that are in this category to me don't even exist because mm-hmm. that's the entire climate of the creative world. And, the world in general right now is circling around these two shows. Mm-hmm. And I think it's these volumes that they're both head to head with each other because they were both that good. So mm-hmm. I, I really do think it's going to literally come down to these boys in the band or Torch Song, but I'm going to lean more towards Torch Song because I've been Har- on Harvey Firestein's camp since I realized who he was. Mm. Yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a big Harvey fan as well. So I, I mean, I even like to follow him on uh, Facebook and Instagram when yep. he's posting pictures about his dogs. So, I mean, I, I just... Doggy, doggy, doggy. Yes. I think he's, he's amazing. He's an amazing artist and an amazing human being. And I really am mad at myself because... Um, there was a year where I got to go to the Tony Ball. I won't explain <laughs> how I got in to the Tony Ball. Um, <laughs> let's just we'll say, talk later. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk later. <laughs> let's just say it's I had the- it's theater magic. It's theater magic and a very, yeah. <laughs> and a very, and a very sneaky friend. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, um, scandal. Um, yes. Well, okay, what the hell. All right, so this is the deal. <laughs> Get your tea ready, ladies. Get your tea uh, ready. It, it's a whole story. First of all, um, this was the year of the producers. So this would have never happened after 9-11. Right. And I had a friend who had a knack for getting into anywhere. 
and I'm pretty much kind of a rube. <laughs> so, like, if he, if he says, you know, come with me, I just follow without questioning, right? So this is how our evening started. We were seat fillers at the Tony's. And before the Tony's started, he said, come with me. I said, sure. <laughs> we were we were absolutely not where we were supposed to be. Uh-huh. And and this is even okay, this is like a story even before we get to the ball. So we are standing around like the lobby and we see all these famous people. I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow is there. And we had just seen a a, a night or two before we had just seen Rocky Horror. And Ooh. Dick Cavett played the narrator and he walked up and my friend walks up to him and he's like, Mr. Cavett, we, we saw you the other night. We enjoyed your performance so much. And he couldn't have been nicer. Very nice. And we talked for a little while and then we thought, okay, we better get back to where we're supposed to be. (laughs) And after, I guess, it wasn't the show, the, the, the broadcast wasn't over yet, but it was maybe like, 20 minutes left in the show and my friend who has I don't know this luck that I will never have in my life he got to sit next to Henry Winkler the whole night because his wife was sick so he never had to get up and move which is great if you're a seat filler trust me because you're always running so he gets up he says come with me I follow him through this door I don't know, somewhere in Radio City. And we're walking down this long hallway and this man says, stops us and says, are you supposed to be back here? And my friend says, we're with the company. And he says, okay. <laughs> and, we just, <laughs> and we just keep wow. walking. Yes. And so somehow, and I don't even know how my friend knew how to get back there. Somehow we ended up in the green room. <laughs> and yes. And we're standing there and I'm seeing all these people. Um, I think that was the year that, uh, Jane Eyre was, was on Broadway and Alanis Morissette had, had like put some money into it. So she was back there and oh we God. saw Glenn Close and, and I'm standing there thinking, we're going to get arrested. Yeah, we're going to get arrested. Meanwhile, my friend is eating a brownie from the craft services table. So, you know, he's fine. He's fine. I'm dying. I'm dying. And just when I think they're going to kick us out, who walks in there? Dick Cavett. Stop it. And he recognizes us from earlier and greets us like old friends. Hey, how are you doing? So oh people thought we belonged back there because he walked up oh to us. My God, that's fantastic. <laughs> and she wasn't going to share that with us, Erin. I know. Oh, and it gets better. <laughs> on it gets better. So it gets better? It gets better. So Do then, share. Do share. We continue talking to him, and then he has to leave. And my friend says to me, follow me. And like an idiot, I follow him. <laughs> no questions <laughs> asked. 
Well, he hasn't led you wrong so far. <laughs> yeah. You're already in the green of the Tony Awards. How, how, how could this night end badly? <laughs> I know. And so we walk, you know, we walk down, like, into this little space. And next thing you know, we're in the wings. Mm-hmm. And we are standing next to the ensemble of the producers. Stop it. And we are standing next to them when they announce that they won Best Musical. So we got to see their reactions in real time. It was so cool. And then all of a sudden, this woman came charging up to us. Who are you? Oh, no. And my friend very calmly says, we're with the company. And she goes, no, you're not. Get out of here. Oh. And so, um... So we left, and nobody bothered us. We didn't, thank God, we didn't get arrested. And so then my friend says, okay, we're going to the Marriott Marquis. And, you know, I'm like, sure. Yeah, why not? You know, because it's been a heck of a night already. And he says, come with me. Again, I'm not asking any questions. I'm following him. And... (laughs) We're going through a kitchen. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I'm going to write a play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you could. And he takes me through this door. And, again, no one stops us. And we go through this door. And next thing you know, we're in the ballroom. And there we are. And we spent the evening. Uh, we spent the evening at the, <laughs> at the Tony Ball. Uh, I did see Harvey there, and I was too scared to go up and talk to him, and I should have. I did get my picture taken with Alan Cumming, which was really cool, and he was very nice. And then this is the craziest thing. So I and I, you know, it's terrible. You years go by, and I'm older than you guys, but I cannot remember her name. But there was a stunning redheaded dancer in um, Moving Out. And I cannot remember her name to save my soul, but she was she was a wonderful dancer. And we saw her there and we walked up to her and started talking to her and just told her how much we enjoyed her performance. And next thing I know, Lawrence Fishburne walks up (laughs) with about four or five people in tow. And he turns to me and says, I'm so sorry to interrupt your conversation. (laughs) And I'm thinking, that's quite all right, because I'm not supposed to be here. Uh, and and um, anyway, uh, next thing I know, it's me, my friend, Lawrence Fishburne, this dancer, and Lawrence Fishburne's like little entourage, and we're all standing in a circle having a conversation. And I'm like... How how is this my life? Like how did this happen? <laughs> so. That that is so theater. I love it. I love it. Like, everybody else is just like, oh cool, yeah, of course you belong here. And then you had one stage manager who was like, wait, no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> because don't forget, ladies, the stage manager always knows. Yes, the stage manager always knows. The stage manager always knows. <laughs> you can't yes. put 
anything past a good stage manager. <laughs> so, Internally doing a head count, like, wait, too extra? Yeah. yeah. Like, there's an extra head or two. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was a crazy night. I, um, got my picture taken with Joey Fatone. <laughs> Oh, my God. I can't. He had been in Rent, and um, I have a friend who loves him. And I said to the friend I was with, I said, oh, my gosh, you know, my friend, she would love this. She would love a picture of him. She, He's like, go up and tell him you enjoyed him in Rent. And I said, I can't do that. I didn't see him. I haven't seen him yet. And he said, who cares? Just do it. And so I, like, don't ever know why to him. I know. So I I did and he was very nice. Um and and everyone there was very nice, but back then I was also really chicken-hearted. So I t- said to my friend, I I can't do this anymore. My heart can't take it. I'm, I'm I have to go. <laughs> so I yeah. took off. Okay. Uh, he stayed, but that's just kind of how he is. He just gets into these crazy places and, you know, I mean, I haven't seen him in years, but my guess is he's still doing it. So um, <laughs> that's that's my crazy Tony story. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Best Tony story ever. To my house and walk the Tonys with me. She's sneaking into the Tony. I- <laughs> That's okay. I'll eat my chips by myself and, like, watch people accept awards I want. Whatever. (laughs) That's okay. That's That's what I'll be doing when I watch on Sunday night. So (laughs) I'll be, I'll be, I'll be alone and and my husband will run in the room and say something like, did Ryan Reynolds win? (laughs) That question hurts my soul. Did Ryan win? Oh, he does it on purpose. He knows. He uh, he knows better. He just does it because he knows that I get frustrated. <laughs> it's, it's his idea of a joke. Um, <laughs> all right. So on that note, now that we know my crazy Tony story, um, <laughs> on that note, let's move on to musicals. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So starting with the musicals. Best performance by an actress in a feature role in a musical. We have Lily Cooper in Tootsie, Amber Gray, Town, Sarah Stiles, Tootsie, Allie Stroker, Oklahoma, and Mary Testa, Oklahoma. So, Erin, I'm going to throw it to you. Okay. Um, I have to throw my support behind Allie Stoker. Um, I saw her in Deathless Spring Awakening. She was stunning. I've heard good and interesting things about this production of Oklahoma. Um, she did just win the Drama Desk Award. <laughs> so I think that that also kind of shows where voters are going. If not Allie, I think it's going to Amber Gray. Mm. And Sammy, what do you think? I, I think it's going to be Amber Gray. I mean, Hades Town went from this show where people went, what is this? To this is all I've heard about for the past 48 hours. Like, mm-hmm. I follow all these things on Facebook and Twitter and, and you know, YouTube and things like that. My entire social media has been flooded between Beetlejuice and Hades Town. 
and I've heard this name more than once this week, and I really think that they've got a really good shot at this with her. I think it's going to be Amber. I agree. I think she was amazing in the show, and I just think that the press for her has been really over the top. I mean, more so than Allie, and I'm kind of surprised that Allie isn't getting the press than Amber is. And I know I keep going back to this is the press that people are getting or shows that are getting, are getting, you know, this great amount of press. But, you know, that's what happens this time of year. And sometimes that really does make a difference because those producers are paying attention. They're, they're looking to make money, as I said before. So I think it's going to be Amber. Yeah, it is totally a numbers game with, if you get the right advertisement, if you get the right, uh, TV performances that can win you the Tony and then that can in turn sell seats. Mm-hmm. Okay. Best performance by an actor in a featured role in a musical. We have Andre DeShields, Hades Town. Now, I am so sorry to this poor actor. I know I'm going to mess up your name. <laughs> Andy Grotolution from Tootsie. Patrick Page, Hades Town, Jeremy Pope, Ain't Too Proud, and Ephraim Sykes, Ain't Too Proud. I'm going to go with Andre DeShields. He did win the Drama Desk. He, he has been around forever, and he's just such a professional. And he, I mean, his performance, guys, if you have not seen Hades Town, get your tickets, go see it. You will not be sorry. And his performance, performance is stunning it really is so sammy what do you think i think it's going to be patrick page i mean this again when you when i hear hades his name is not that far behind he's being used to i don't want to use the word use but he's being he's a he's one of the tools that the producers are using to sell this show because he does have that name on stage, and it's I, I believe it's been a couple seasons since we've seen Mr. Page on stage, you know, in a show. Um, so people are definitely welcoming him back with open arms, and I think that it'll definitely go to him, you know, because I, I do think that, again, this it's I, I'm not overly familiar with the show, so forgive me, but he seems to be like the powerhouse character of the show, which he does very, very well with his booming voice and things like that. So I think it'll definitely, definitely go to him. And I think that, you know, come Broadway con, a lot of people are going to see that character walking around, <laughs> walking around the hotel because I already know people on Facebook that are trying to emulate that tattoo he's got on his arm and they're going, oh, I'm doing this for con. So I have to mm-hmm. get it right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I would not be mad. If Patrick Page won, as you know, as you know, because, again, smoldering. Yeah, yeah. is smoldering. But aside from the fact that he is smoldering, he is so powerful in this show. He and I would love to see him win. I do think that Andre has a better chance but it would make me so happy if Patrick Page won. So, um, Aaron, what do you think? Uh, I, I'm going to go for a tie with uh, Andre and Patrick. How about that? <laughs> I How think about we're that? all on the same page here. <laughs> yeah, that, this, is, this is totally the same page. I totally see 
Andre playing Hermes, playing the narrator, that is such a pivotal role for the piece for Hades Town. But then you, you do, you have Patrick Page, who is Hades, and he mm-hmm. is such a dynamic force on stage and in this particular character. So I could see it going for either. Yes. And can I just say that I think it's a crime that Reeve Carney did not get a nomination. I he, know. He's yes. so good. And it actually made me love Patrick Page even more because he's been so positive and so supportive of Reeve. And, and, you know, especially the day that the nominations came out, he was so kind. And really, to me, that was just a slap in the face. What I would have liked to have seen is Reeve get featured actor and uh, Patrick get leading role. But yeah. Uh, for some reason, they didn't do it that way. So, so you know, we'll just keep our fingers crossed for our Hades Town people. So, yeah. or at least I will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. best performance by an actress in a leading role in a musical. We have Stephanie J. Block, The Share Show, Caitlin Kanunen, The Prom, Beth Level, The Prom. Eva Noblezada, Hades Town, and Kelly O'Hara, Kiss Me Kate. So, Erin, what do you think? This is a really, really tough one. Um, I've heard nothing but amazing things about Stephanie J. Block in the Share Show. Um, but we saw the prom, and Caitlin and Beth both just owned the stage. And again, then you have Eva in with the Hades Town support behind her. Yeah. So this this is going to be a interesting category. Yes. Uh, if I if I had to pick, I would probably go Caitlin. Okay. And what about you, Sammy? I think it's going to be Eva Noble Zeta, um, because again, as as we've said, you know, producers and green flashcards with dead presidents on them and such, <laughs> <laughs> being you know. The biz- again, the business side being what it is. I mean, the the more the things that I hear, the things that I see, I see the prom a lot. I see Beetlejuice a lot. I see Hades Town a lot. So it's going to be. It's this is a very tough category. You know, the prom is doing something very different, and those ladies are doing something very different on stage. Um, but I think that you know, Hades Town is going to be the sweep this year, and she's just going to be part of it. Yeah, I think uh, Eva's going to win. Who I would really like to see win would be Beth Level from The Prom. She just gave such an amazing performance and really embraced that character. I mean, it was so fun. And I'll be honest, as much as I love Hades Town, I mean, I am really a huge fan. If there is... I don't want to say a weak link because it's not a weak link, but the performance that I thought was, uh, I guess, less dynamic than the oh. others was was Eva's. And not to take away from her talent. She's amazingly talented. I, and it could be just the performance that I saw. Or it could be that I was distracted because Zachary Levi was sitting in front of me. I don't know. <laughs> um <laughs> I think it has to do with Mr. Levi. It, I'm could, just it could. 
I don't know how you actually focused on the show. <laughs> did you the show that night, or did you just yeah. head in front of you? I know. Whatever. Between Zachary Levi sitting in front of me and looking for Chris Sullivan, who was supposed to be in the audience at some point, I, I was. It's amazing I even know what the show's about. So, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty sad. Um, but actually, I did get something out of it. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> you can to Levi for three hours. That's true. <laughs> That is true. Ah, okay. Physical proof that multitasking can happen. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Y'all keep having me back. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Moving on. Best performance by an actor in a leading role in a musical. Brooks, Ash Manskis from The Prom, Derek Baskin, Ain't Too Proud, Alex Brightman, Beetlejuice, Damon Dewano, Oklahoma, and Santino Fontana for Tootsie. So I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be Santino Fontana for Tootsie. What do you guys think, uh, Sammy? I'm thinking Alex Brightman. I mean, I gotta, I love, I love Alex Brightman and I love Beetlejuice. I, you know, this, this cast is very awesome and it's very dynamic and it's very unique. And I think that Alex Brightman is just that special brand of crazy. And I think that he brings it to this character over and over and over again for three hours a day, eight shows a week. And that's like, look, that's a high energy character. No matter if you're on film or on stage, that takes a lot of, a lot of power. And I think that he's going to, you know, he's going to absolutely, I think that he's going to absolutely walk away with it. It would definitely be an upset, but I, I, think he was fabulous in Beetlejuice I think he would certainly deserve it if he won because yeah he works so hard and the fact that he manages not to lose his voice Uh doing that role and I've said this before it's amazing to me he does that role eight times a week and uses this gravelly very deep voice that I would think would be hard to sustain when doing it that much and he manages to do it all while running around the stage like a crazy person so (laughs) so I yeah Mm -hmm. so I mean I wouldn't be mad if he won but the buzz is Santino Fontana is gonna win I think it was Peter Marks from the post and I I, I may be wrong, but one of the major critics, you know, I saw them tweet out like Santino better dust off his shelf for that Tony. And and I've heard several people talk about the fact that they thought he would win. So I think he may get it, but I would love to see Alex win. And what about you, Aaron? What do you think? I, I am also a Santino fan and an Alex. Those are my two. Again, if it could be a tie, they would share it. Um, I, I have not seen either Beetlejuice or Tootsie, so I can't speak specifically, but again, both, all I've heard is amazing things about both of those actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I like San, I mean, I've liked Santino and everything I've seen him in, but 
Yeah, I I would love to see Alex win. Okay, moving on. Best book of a musical. Dominique Morisseau, Ain't Too Proud, Scott Brown and Anthony King, Beetlejuice, Anias Mitchell, Hades Town, Bob Martin and Chad Begulin, The Prom, and Robert Horn for Tootsie. So, Sammy, what do you think? I think it's going to go to Hades Town. I mean, you're playing with Shakespeare and you're playing with mythology, and who doesn't love both? Like, mm-hmm. you know, so I think that that's, and again, that's, you know, that's the darling this year is Hades Town. Um, so I think that that's going to, that's going to win. My mm-hmm. gut's telling me that's the one that's going to walk away with it. And Aaron, what does your gut tell you? I'm all about a Hades Town sweep, but the prom was a good book, so yeah. I, I could okay. see that kind of sneaking in there and yeah. getting and. But it would it would have to be because Hades Town did not. Right. Yeah, and I'm thinking, in which we will get to, but I'm thinking that Hades Town will be best score, and. Maybe the Tony voters will say, well, you know, we really like the prom. We want to give the prom something. So maybe the prom will get it. But I'd be happy with either one. Uh-huh. Actually, I'd be happy with pretty much all of them, except maybe Ain't Too Proud. <laughs> yeah, that one didn't grab me at all this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of forgot that was a show. And I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry about that. But yeah, all of a sudden, now I'm hearing the name again. I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah, that is nominated. Yeah. 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 That's a thing that happened this year. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and nothing against Day Too Proud. No. I mean, I really, but it's just, I, you know, not my cup of tea. No. So. It's, it's, it's one of those sleeper shows that it has its loyal following. And, yeah. And, and it, it just didn't spread as far. Yeah. Like Motown's yeah. musical. You didn't know it existed until it was all over the place and it already had a following and then it disappeared. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So best score. We have Joe Iconis, Be More Chill, Eddie Perfect, Beetlejuice, Anias Mitchell, Hades Town, Matthew Scalar and Chad Begulin, The Prom, Adam Gettle, To Kill a Mockingbird, and David Yazbek for Tootsie. So, Aaron, what do you think? Ah, this is this is one that I'm conflicted in because I like what you said about earlier. If the prom gets best book, then Hades Town gets best score. But this is the one category that they nominated be more chill in. Yeah, and I I I, I don't see them snubbing it completely out. Okay, I uh, it's and. I do, I like Joe Iconis's music. Um, I love Smash. I love, yeah, it's, I think he's, uh, he has his niche, uh, for writing. And, mm-hmm. um, so I could see Joe kind of being a surprise. But again, if that happened, it would have to be because Hades Town didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And Sammy, what do you think? I think Joe Iconis too, and because it's the only, this is the only category it's nominated for, and I don't know if this has ever happened before, so I'm going to say it out loud with some level of authority, um, that I do believe this is one of the few, if not the only show that has not one, but two cast recordings. 
Ah. Ladies know that. Because I had to find this out by a young lady in an acting class that I just taught. Oh. Well, actually, Hades Town, once their cast recording comes out, that'll be their second one. Oh, it will be. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. Okay, yeah. then I, like I said, I'll say with some sort of authority, but I'm probably wrong. <laughs> Confidence. Confidence. Belt it, belt it to the balcony. Come on. That's right. <laughs> Wait your seat so the bleacher seat say, you're wrong. <laughs> well, I think it's going to be Hades Town. That's, I, I just love that score. I think that it is a, bit more sophisticated than be more chill um not you know i mean look i've been honest about my feelings about be more chill that was not written for me right and and that's okay but i think on an artistic level hades town is for me fits the bill a bit more so um so i'm gonna go with hades town so next is Best Direction of a Musical. We have Rachel Chavkin for Hades Town, Scott Ellis for Tootsie, Daniel Fish, Oklahoma, Des McEnough, Ain't Too Proud, and Casey Nicola, The Prom. So I'm going to go with Rachel Chavkin. I think she's going to get it for Hades Town, although I think there's some really strong competition. I mean, I haven't seen Oklahoma yet, but I hear it's a really interesting production. And Daniel Fish does a lot of really innovative things with the show. And also, I mean, the prom is just, it's so fun. I mean, I'm not going to say that Casey Nicola does anything earth shattering direction wise, but it just works. It's like, you know, your traditional feel-good musical that has a social conscience. <laughs> so, I but I'm going to go with Rachel. So, Sammy, what do you think? I completely agree. I think it's going to be Rachel because, again, the few clips that I've seen and press footage that I've seen and things that I've been told, um, this is a beautifully done show from beginning to end, from the set to the actors to, you know, the direction to everything. I think this is going to, I'll say it again, Hades Sound's going to sweep this year, no matter mm-hmm. what people think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've been reading that Tootsie's going to sweep this year, so it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. Dang. <laughs> you, you have competing PR companies uh, uh Blasting your uh, feeds, apparently. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Love it. Um, so I, I am going to agree with Tracy um, and and Sammy here with uh, Rachel's going to take it. But mm-hmm. if it's a surprise, I think it's going to be Daniel Fish for Oklahoma or Casey for the prom because mm. the prom is just so well done from oh, beginning okay. to end. It's classic. It's a comedy. It's just perfectly well done. Mm-hmm. Well, I also think the direction, to be honest, and I don't want people to get the wrong idea because I love this show. And actually, I would love to see it again. Um, I think the direction is a bit safe, but I think it works for that type of show. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that the show itself is safe. It, it, in right. no way is it safe, really. Right. But but the direction is extremely traditional. And I think, well, Rachel mm-hmm. Tavkin just 
breaks so many barriers there. I mean, yeah, and it's such a, it's just the whole, the whole feel of the show, the whole um, vibe of the show is just very compelling. So, yeah, yeah. I think I think the problem went classic in their direction and presentation because the subject matter was so much. Mm-hmm. If yeah. they if they kind of went above, then that may have shaken too much. Right. And and to be honest, let's be real here, folks. I mean, for those of us who have been involved in the theater community for a long time, this subject matter is not that groundbreaking. But it's groundbreaking for the rest of the world who right. who aren't used to this type mm-hmm. of story. Yeah. So just, reading Shakespeare after Shakespeare after Shakespeare. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it, it's, you know, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it was shocking for some people because yeah. it was the first, you know, yeah. on air kiss between two women and, you know, on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And, right. you know, but I mean, those of us who have been going to the theater for a long time, I mean, this is nothing new or novel. Yeah. So, yeah. This, this is theater being the mirror that it is on society. Yeah, we're experiencing this stuff and we turn it and we show the world like, hey, hey, look at what's happening. Yeah. And it it makes me so happy because I'm hoping that it'll open some eyes and open some hearts. And, Mm -hmm. you know, someone certain people can learn something. (laughs) We hope. (laughs) So anyway, moving on. Um, Best revival of a musical. We only have two nominees. Kiss Me, Kate, and Rogers and Hammerstein's Oklahoma. So I'm thinking it's going to be Oklahoma. What do you think, Sammy? I think it's going to be Kiss Me, Kate. I mean, Kelly O'Hara, she's a Broadway darling. She has been for a very long time. Um, and again, Will Chase, I think this is something very, very different for him. You know, people know Will Chase from Rent, and they know him from the story of my life, and they know him for things like that. But mm-hmm. here's him taking on a very classic role. And I think mm-hmm. that that's, you know, something new for his wheelhouse, whether he's done it before or not. You know, it's something that's very, very new for his fans to see him do. You know, there there's a group of us that remember him plucking out Musetta's waltz as Roger. Um, yes. and, and for a lot of us, he was our first Roger, you know, and the only Roger. And, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not putting myself in that category. I saw the show seven times, but <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say I'm not putting myself in that category. He was one of my Rogers. <laughs> yes, he um, was one of mine too. <laughs> yeah, and that's, and, yeah. And, that's, and that actually sounds kind of dirty. I don't know. I mean, he was one of my Rogers. I don't know. We can do this. I can do this all night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh. moving on. Moving on. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, in seriousness, I think that it's something very different that people are not used to seeing him do. Um, yeah. So I think that that'll, you know, that'll give an edge to the revival category. Yeah, <laughs> I think mm-hmm. you're right. And um, I think that could give him an edge. My reasoning behind Oklahoma is because it's a new take on an old story. And I I think people are really infatuated with that. So it wouldn't surprise me if it won, but you're right. I mean, you've got, 
Kelly O'Hara, who is, you know, a Broadway staple, Will Chase, who's doing something that's a little different, and, you know, the combination works. So, mm-hmm. Aaron, what do you think? It, it, it's the battle of the classic show versus the true revival taking a different look at a piece from long mm-hmm. ago. And it really, I think, depends on the voters, on how they felt about how different Oklahoma was. Because I heard a lot of people saying that it didn't even feel like Oklahoma, mm-hmm. the way it was presented. But I kind of want to think that that may be rewarded. So I'm going to lean for Oklahoma. Yeah, I was going to say that actually might be a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel like Oklahoma. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know that's terrible. I, You know, I have found over the years... I love the scores of Rogers and Hammerstein musicals. I don't necessarily love the books. And I would, you know, love to see something a little different or a little updated. So, uh-huh. mm-hmm. you know, I, yeah, I, I'd be cool with a reworked Oklahoma or, you know, or maybe a reworked carousel <laughs> taking a few things out <laughs> you know might be the worst nice. carousel don't tease me now <laughs> <laughs> i know yeah i know yeah. <laughs> okay guys best musical so we have ain't too proud the life and times of the temptations beetlejuice hades town the prom and tootsie so aaron what do you think I'm going to go with the continuing the sweep of Hades Town. Okay. And Sammy? Beetlejuice. Okay. And I've got Tootsie. <laughs> wow. I was not, not, not expecting that. Well, you know, in my heart of hearts, I want it to be Hades Town. Yeah. And, but my business mind or right. <laughs> saying Tootsie because Tootsie has already announced that they're going going to go on tour. I mean, how long have they been open? I mean, it's only been a few well, months, right? Yeah, not oh, even. Yeah. It's open just before the nominations closed. I okay. want to say. Yeah. So yeah, that could be around April, yeah, I guess. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I just read the other day that they're going to be touring and I don't know. I just, every time I hear stories like that, like a show hasn't been open that long, but they're doing really well. And all of a sudden they announce a tour in quick succession. It reminds me of the whole Avenue Q thing. Yeah. And for those of you who aren't familiar, when Avenue Q, which was doing quite well, when they won the Tony, there had been noise that they were going to go on tour. And then they came out and said, no, we're going to do a residency in Las Vegas. And that did not go over well with some of the Tony voters. There are actually um, some Tony voters that said, you know, I voted for them because they were supposed to be going on tour. And, you know, of course, when you go on tour, you make money. So, again, we're getting back to that money thing again. Um, so there was a little bit of a controversy. And actually, it didn't really work out all that well for them. I mean, I don't think it really sold all that well in Vegas, did it? I, You know I what? Do I don't even know. But I don't, I don't, I mean, I have a friend right now that's out in Vegas. And, you know, it's, Vegas is like New York. It's a very competitive 
ball game on the strip, you know, Mm -hmm. depending on what you are and what you offer. And, you know, let's, let's be honest with each other. Sometimes who would want to go see naughty puppets if they can turn around and go see Britney Spears or Backstreet Boy or, you know, depending on what year you're in, maybe even like Siegfried and Roy when they were still around, you know, Mm -hmm. acts that Mm -hmm. they're, you, you would have to, pay upwards of like almost a thousand dollars a ticket if you're going to go mm-hmm. see Britney or Backstreet Boys or see something that's strictly Vegas which would at the time have been Siegfried and Roy why would you go see Avenue Q which you can go see in New York anytime when these things are here right now and they're unique to this industry you know unique to this side of the world yeah and I think also the people that are going to Vegas you know, it's not going to be your usual Broadway crowd. So they're going to know the big names. I mean, my husband and I used to go to Vegas a lot. And I mean, we saw because I wanted my husband to see Phantom. He had never seen it. And it was a full house. And, you know, Lion King, we saw that in Vegas. Again, full house. But I, you know, I think the average person who may not be a theater person, they have heard of those shows. Right. Or they're going to go see like a Cirque du Soleil or like you were saying, like a Siegfried and Roy. They may not know what Avenue Q is. They may have never even heard of it. So I don't think it did very well. And the other thing about Vegas is from what I understand, they're becoming more family oriented. And Mm -hmm. Avenue Q is not something you're going to take your seven-year-old to. No. Or even no. your 12-year-old. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And and anybody who's worried about that, taking their kid to a Vegas show, don't take them to see Zoomanity. In fact, oh run the other way. God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was recommended to us. It, it was recommended to us by a casino host who said, oh, it's fine. My grandmother likes it. I, I'm really not sure what her grandmother was all about, but. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I work in a casino and yeah, your host just needed to get rid of tickets. Yeah. That's, oh. that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, I was, I was going to say those houses were probably full. Because of casino hosts going around and picking up their regulars and like, oh, here, you know, go see this. Oh, hey, go relax and enjoy this show. And so I I could see Avenue Q doing decently out there in sales and then with the support of because as Sammy was saying, Vegas is its own little kind of beast, but it does have its like promoters that run around and. And fill those houses. Right. Yeah. Well, guys, it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to Sunday night. I'm going to be hanging out at home and watching all on my lonesome. But (laughs) that's... We can message on Facebook and pretend we're in the same room. There there you go. (laughs) Yay. What is she wearing? No. (laughs) We We would not be that catty. No, 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 Aaron, no, you would not be that caddy. You would not be that caddy. <laughs> yeah, Aaron, not you, but me and Trace are like, why is she wearing, what, what happened here? <laughs> who, who did 
her makeup. She's going to get into a costume in a few days, but come on, put a little bit of effort into this. <laughs> uh, so, guys, happy Tony weekend. Happy Tony weekend. Yes. I hope everyone enjoys themselves and we will find out who the big winners are Sunday night. So uh, don't forget to tune in. It'll be on CBS at 8 p.m. So looking forward to it. And before we leave, Sammy, just wanted to know, did you have anything to plug for us today? Yeah, I've got a friend who's got a band. Um, called Someday You'll Know Us, and they're actually playing their very first bigger venue. They're playing the Stone Pony this weekend. So Saturday night at 7 o'clock, tickets are $15. Awesome. I yeah. So if you guys are near the Stone Pony, go out and check it out. It'll so. be fun. Sounds like fun. I wish I was. I wish I was closer to New York. <laughs> and New I'll Jersey. take pictures and video and send it to you. <laughs> yes, yes, please do. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much, Sammy. It was great having you back. Thanks for joining us tonight. Absolutely. If you guys ever need me, you know where to find me. Absolutely. And Aaron, as always, thank you. Well, thank you. And you guys. Thanks for joining us for this special episode of It's a Theater Thing. We can always be found on the Onstage Blog Network on onstageblog.com, iTunes for as long as we still have iTunes, and Spotify. If you'd like to communicate with us, you can email us at theaterthing at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook on the It's a Theater Thing page, and our Twitter handle is at theaterthing. So thanks so much, and happy Tony weekend. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.